Mini episode 1154 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello, everyone. Welcome to FDH Lounge mini-episode number 1154. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with one of my favorite FDH Lounge dignitaries, my good friend Ken Detweiler, a gentleman where I used to be the sidekick on his baseball show years ago back at the old Sports Talk Network, the late-lamented sportstalknetwork.com, the show Life's a Pitch with Ken Detweiler, and we have referred to this uh, previously, and now this is an annual rite of spring to do so. Uh, next spring, when we do our baseball preview for 2020, it'll be our third annual Don Coster tribute show. Don was my fellow sidekick on the show. Uh, Ken's uh, brother-in-law, a gentleman who passed away. Uh, and uh, again, this is the, the second year now that we have done this to, uh, to honor him. Uh, coming into this season, we did this, and uh, we'll do so again next spring. But the occasion today is to talk about the 2019 MLB playoffs. And again, continuing a long run with Ken and I that I believe goes back to uh, 2004 at STN back in the day. So very happy to do it one more time, my friend. Great to have you here. Uh, it's great to have you ask me. It's just always a privilege. Every time we can get together, we go off topic, go squirrel, we go whatever you want to go nuts, maybe that's what you want to call it. But that's right. We tend to go our own way and we have a blast with it and hopefully we're a little insightful, or if you're betting out there, you completely go the other way. And <laughs> uh, so, you thanks, must, thanks, buddy. Uh, you must be referencing my NFL picks this year when you talk about going the other way. But uh, <laughs> oh, no. it is. Oh, it's not oh. been. It's not been a great uh, decorated start to the season, but uh, tr- trending trending up from a very uh, bitter first two weeks here, looking a little bit better and. Hopefully going to be doing better week four. Week four is still in progress here as you and I are talking. But uh, we we do now know the field for the baseball playoffs. Everything had been in flux until the final day, specifically what was going to be the case in the NL Central. It will be, as was widely anticipated, St. Louis winning the division. Milwaukee's rally to win the Central comes up just a little bit short, but they have the fallback of the wild card game. They will be playing at Washington. You have Tampa Bay at Oakland in the American League. Cleveland Indians making a long run uh, up until almost the final week. And I mean, theoretically, the elimination was Friday night. Realistically, it came, I would say, in Chicago when all the margin of error ran out. But uh, as far as the, uh, the wild card scenarios in the two leagues here, uh, by the way, we have up at uh, fantasydrafthelp.com, We've been doing this throughout the course of the season uh, at mid-year, at Labor Day, and now end of season, our ultimate quantitative baseline statistics. So we have this here. You can compare how teams shake out in the different ways. 
And in looking at the American League one, Ken, you've got uh, Oakland that placed out uh, third in all of baseball. And while it might surprise some people, the highest-ranking team in the American League on this statistic, Tampa Bay is seventh, just behind the Yankees at sixth. And when you look at this, uh, again, it really is a matter where both teams are above average across the board for Tampa Bay on base percentage, 12th. That's where they're a little bit lower. And then uh, the, the SRS thing here, uh, the statistic as well, uh, which is one of the true indicators of uh, what your record should be. So uh, that's as low as they were. They were strong in many other areas, third in ERA plus, first in FIP. Oakland, uh, their lowest thing was 10th in OBP, 13th in FIP, 9th in ERA+, plus, but uh, top five in just about all other categories here. So Oakland and Tampa, that one looks like it's going to be uh, really, really uh, incredible here. Uh, it, it is a matter, when you look at the two of these teams, it's a shame one of them is going to be out in the first round, particularly because both of them look, I'd say, stronger than either team from the NL Central, and yet one of them is going to be going bye-bye. I lean a little bit towards Oakland since they're going to be at home for this one, but how do you see it? Yeah, I'm, let me just uh, put a little air to it. If I don't squall on you again, just bring me back in here. But sure. I think the Indians did a terrific job for what they had. Yep. But you know, you know it wasn't in the cards for them when the guy that beat them took them out of the step level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know... That's not a good sign. No, it's not. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, uh, what you're saying, I almost, and I find myself shaking my head here because we very rarely agree. I, I couldn't have worded it any better. I think Tampa's got a great squad. I don't know how they keep coming back and rebuilding all the time, or open for that matter. However, uh, I think Oakland, I have to give the edge to Oakland. And one silly edge is because there's nobody in Florida will support these teams. And that is the god-awfulest place to watch a ball game in Tampa. And so I just, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think Oakland should, uh, should prevail. And I agree also, again, with everything, like I said, everything you said, Ray, it was just they could beat anybody in the, in the central market. Cleveland was, when they kept saying two out of three teams, I'm thinking, Cleveland's not that strong. You know, yeah. just in the entry field. And it's just like, no, which is, which is the wrong patting to make going to the square hole here. And it wasn't Tampa, and it wasn't Oakland. It was Cleveland, the name. And the music stopped. They were sent home. So. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, our FDH director of research, Nate Noy, texted me a couple days ago. Uh, when it still looked like the Indians might win 95 games. It's something like in the modern era, nobody's ever won 95 games and missed the playoffs. And I texted him back and I said, look, uh, in terms of doing our power rankings here, we also do the power rankings by division. And the other five divisions are as closely bunched as anything you'll find in sports right now. There's not much to separate the other five divisions in baseball. And there is a big drop-off when you get to the AL Central. I mean, yes, the Twins took a big step forward this year. But the White Sox are definitely, let's be kind, below average. Kansas City and Detroit are the drizzling shiznits. The Indians played one of the easiest schedules you could have. 
So I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and uh, say, oh, well, you know, better record than the teams in the NL Central. Uh, the NL Central teams probably played a, a tougher schedule, and by probably I mean definitely. So everything kind of evens out. Yeah, yeah, it shifts, it goes, it's yeah. But uh, yo, count me down. I'm with you on that. I think the A's will uh, prevail. Yeah, uh, that's what I see. And then in the National League, uh, I, I don't uh, see it even being uh, close to as, as evenly matched potentially as the American League game because uh, I look at this, uh, Washington came in tied for fourth on our UQB, and you look at Milwaukee, they're sitting at 15th. They're a team that got hot late in the year, but uh, almost all of their categories on, on our statistical breakdown, again, you can find us on the front page at fantasydrafthelp.com, they're pretty much squarely middle of the pack most areas. Uh, Washington, again, as you would expect, very strong certain areas here. Uh, second in OBP, but then uh, you, you look on the, on the other side of the ball, uh, ninth in ERA plus, so they're, they're doing pretty good there. Uh, and uh, again, FIP of seventh. Uh, they've got a very, very strong rotation. We know they're sending out uh, their, their big gun for this one here, and uh, that's pretty much all I need to know. Uh, is that uh, they're going to be going with Scherzer. And I don't think I even need to know anything else about Milwaukee uh, without being too simplistic. So I, I'm on Washington. one of these things where sometimes you look at it and you say if there was any justice then these two teams would be on opposite sides of the bracket and, and I think that is the case I'll start with this series here with the Dodgers and with Washington because again I say this as somebody who picked the Dodgers to win it all uh, before the beginning of the year and I have stuck with that all the way through so it's a measure of how much respect I have for Washington that, again, I see them winning the wild card. I see them take, taking the Dodgers to five. And, and we're used to saying every October, oh, same old Nationals. I don't think it's fair to say that if they take the Dodgers to five because we know what a juggernaut L.A. is. But I, I think they're really going to make them work for it all the way. I cannot, in the end, go against the Dodgers because I just don't really see any weaknesses there with them. Like you said, Washington, there's the bullpen and uh, again, that, that could really be something. In games that are going to be as tight and go down to the wire as I think at least a couple of them will in the end, I think that will be the difference. But I say Dodgers in five, but that Washington's not going to have anything to hang their head over. How do you see it? Well, it's funny for a guy who took the Cubs over the Nationals in the NLCS back in March. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Joe Madden. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. However, um, this is a 
think it's going to be a great series, but you're right. If you go by stats and everything, you've got to go with the Dodgers. I mean, they're first in almost every category, uh, whether it's pitching, whether it's hitting, whether it's whatever. I mean, these guys are a machine. But we've seen machines before fail, but I'm, I'm with you again. Uh, agreement number two on our picks. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Dodgers over the Nationals in a very, very exciting Interesting. I think it will be as well. When, when you throw out, we have one ranking in there that is one half strength of schedule and one half power ranking. So it's basically how you did in the power rankings, but also factoring equally the, the schedule that you had. You, you throw that out for the Dodgers, they were 15th. So they were kind of middle of the pack because the, the rest of their division was a little mediocre. You throw that out, their lowest ranking in any of these categories here was 6th in OBP. Sixth in baseball, and that was the lowest that they came in any of the rest of them. So, yeah, it's a matter of uh, when, when you're Washington, you can win this series. You can. You're good enough, but you got to be perfect to do it. There is no margin for error. And, again, just by definition, any series that goes five, clearly either team can win it. But Washington is going to have to be very, very perfect. And not to throw their history back in the face, but that has not been their history when they've gotten to October is for that to be the case. Uh, wouldn't that be something if the first series win that they get since moving from Montreal would come against the juggernaut like the Dodgers? I say that it's a shame that they're on the yeah. same side of the bracket because, again, you, you go to the other side here with Atlanta, which I, I've maybe got a little bit more regard for where they're at right now just because they are so talented, albeit so young. But, again, Washington yeah. actually came in ahead of Atlanta on our UQB system here. Atlanta ranking eighth in baseball St. Louis 13th, and this is one of these things here where I don't want to take anything away from them. And again, you look at, uh, when it, when, uh, as far as the pitching side of the ball, 5th in ERA+, plus, uh, and uh, well, 11th in an FIP category, so a little bit lower there, but still above average. But you, you look at it, and particularly with the offensive categories, you wonder how the hell St. Louis is here exactly. 18th in OBP, 20th in OPS+, plus, my man, Paul Goldschmidt, who I've had on my fantasy teams a couple times over the years, this was not necessarily yeah. his best season, and uh, he's their big yeah. gun. He's sort of more rounding into form the later you go into the season here. You look at those two teams, I'm saying Atlanta in this one, and I think it's going to go five as well because I think St. Louis is a scrappy team. I think they can push a young but more talented Braves team to the brink. I see the Braves getting through, but I, I see it taking more effort than it probably should against the St. Louis team where, again, with all due respect, you look at them on paper, you scratch your head, and you go, how the hell are these guys here? Yes, I am. Now, this is where we're going to part ways. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to choose the Cardinals in a very good series, like you said. I think the youth is going to go against them. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound like my grandfather and my dad talking to me. Well, they've never been there before. And, you know, you got to lose the first time. And then the second time, you know, this, you know, this step, so forth. And no, it's not where I'm going with this. However, the Cardinals, for whatever reason, they, whenever there's a mistake or a break, and it's just, just in their history, too, right? um, that's even more head-scratching. Anyway, these guys come through, and it's almost like they expect them to win. Yeah. At some, time, at some point, there's going to be a crack in the armor of the other team, or a hiccup, whatever you want to call it, and that'll 
be enough to just all of a sudden here they are. Well, they're on top by two now. And it's like, wow, how'd that happen? And uh, yeah, I just, and that's why I'm going with it. I'm going to, because I think that's, maybe it's better coaching. I don't know. Um, this could be history. Uh, the field, the, the fans, again, Atlanta, the, the fan base doesn't do anything for me. Uh, down there as far as promoting their team, helping it, maybe I'm laid off because I'm so far away. But their youth, uh, I, yeah, I, if they make a mistake, it'll be a doozy, I think, or could be. Atlanta, that is. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think it will be a doozy, and again, I agree with you. I think Mike Schultz is the manager of the year in the National League for getting St. Louis through here because that's a division without any real juggernauts. The Cubs could have been if they didn't underachieve and have injuries and whatnot, but a very, very, very strong division. And you look at, uh, again, the, the, the way that uh, Cincinnati improved uh, with, with their pitching uh, this year, taking a uh, a giant leap forward there. I mean, even Cincinnati wasn't a typical doormat. Uh, Pittsburgh kind of was, but Cincinnati not as much. And yet St. Louis manages to emerge from a strong division. They have my respect for that, and I agree with you. Uh, if you're looking at like three to two type games, if you're looking at games where you got to maybe squeeze in a run or something like that, uh, as opposed to, again, Atlanta with the, the overwhelming physical talent of you you could see where an Acuna or an Albies or somebody like that might do something sensational they're probably going to win a, a game like 11 to 2 but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win the series so you and I both see it going five so I guess the easiest way to to look at this is then again uh, obviously both of us have them going up against the Dodgers they've been my pick all year to come out of the National League I'm staying with that, and to me, again, I, I, I think Atlanta can stretch them to six uh, on talent alone, and just because, again, the interesting thing is with the Dodgers, that nothing with them ever seems to come as easy as the talent differential sometimes indicates that it should, and I'm talking about even some of the years they've lost in the playoffs previous to this run now. I'm thinking earlier in the decade, they have a long and storied history in the playoffs, going back to the 80s with St. Louis. And again, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Giants, that's the triumphant over the course of history that has sort of dominated the National League pennant scene. So I'm very intrigued that you see a re-eruption of the Dodger-Cardinal rivalry in October. Uh, again, I'm picking Atlanta to be there. I don't think they can get past the Dodgers. I think they can put a mild-sized scare in them. Do you think St. Louis can do anything more than put a mild size scare in the Dodgers? No, I think the the toughest uh, room or toughest opponent they have is the um, series before when they play the Nationals. Yep. I think those are the two top teams, in my opinion, Rick, on the on the National League side of this whole equation. Um, so the NLCS, um, in my mind, is already been played. Dodgers and the Nationals, and I don't think anybody's going to, if the Nats don't do it, I think um, the Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers are going to take it anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been my pick all year, I will pick them to win the National League pennant. Uh, over in the American League, we both agreed Oakland over Tampa Bay in the wild card game, that's going to put them in there against Houston. And again, it's 
almost exactly the same question that I asked about the National League Championship Series, and that is, can either of these two teams go toe-to-toe with Houston? And I look at it because, again, uh, I, I think either Oakland or Tampa, I, I would probably take at this point potentially above Atlanta or St. Louis. And yet, to me, Houston, when you look at this here, uh, again, you throw out the strength of schedule slash power ranking number where they're still fifth in baseball. That is their lowest category. They are first, second, or third in everything else, and the only thing that they're third in is FIP. They are first in OBP, OPS+, plus, first on the Pythagorean record, second on the SRS, first on run differential. Uh, Houston, if you just look at these numbers, Houston is actually on a tier of their own. So I think, I think Tampa Bay can take a game from them, but I have a hard I'm sorry, Oakland can take a game from them, but I have a hard time seeing it going further than that. What say you? Yeah, I uh, I said to myself, once they picked up Granky, yeah. I, I don't know, if they would have to have some horrific thing happen to them because now they got a staff unlike anybody else. Uh, and it's going to be interesting, the beauty of the beast as far as pitching versus the Yankees. Uh, It's one for the ages, and, and again, I guess we can sort of take this next one together because you and I both seem yeah. to agree Houston's coming out of the American League. I've got them in six over the Yankees. That means I've got the Yankees over Minnesota in five. Two slugfest-type teams. Uh, if you look at the numbers here, again, Minnesota better in the pitching, uh, although not, uh, not, not really. You don't think of them as having ace-level-type stuff, but... Fourth in FIP, sixth in ERA plus. I mean that's pretty respectable. Uh, the Yankees, meanwhile, are 17th and 12th in those two categories. And uh, again, so on paper you might look at it and you might think this is a good window for Minnesota to avenge some of their recent losses to the Yankees in October. I don't see it. I see the Yankees, particularly with that that back end of the bullpen. That to me is going to be the differentiator is that they're going to manage to get it to the late-inning guys, and if you're not beating the Yankees after five or six innings, you ain't beating them. I'll say it goes five, I'll take the Yankees, but then to go down to, to Houston. So how do you see it shaking out? As far as uh, Minnesota? Minnesota the and the Yankees, yeah. Yeah, I, I, unlike you, I don't see it, but boy, would I love to see it. Minnesota knock them off. Sure. Uh, and that's my, that's my bias against it. Sure, but, me too. Uh, but I, I still think the Yankees will come out on top. I mean, let's get the two top home run leading teams that we major leagues. I don't know if that's how it finished out or not. Right, I believe so. Yeah, I believe they go top 300 home runs for the year. Um, so, yeah. But uh, I see the Yankees coming out because the Yankees do have a terrific bullpen, I think. Um, but you gotta get to them, and they get to them early. But uh, yeah, you know, I just yeah, I just don't see it. And uh, 
Yeah, and that's uh, ultimately, you know, the the way that it's going to shake out is, I think you're looking at a scenario where, as, as much as I have seen, uh, you know, some comparisons here to 2017 and all oh, home field, it was uh, it was determinative in the ALCS. I don't see that being the case this time. I think it was more of a coin flip between the Astros and the Yankees last time. But uh, the Astros have such a bigger gap in terms of pitching right now. And with Jordan Alvarez in that lineup there, their lineup, this is the best version of the Astros, I think, hitting-wise that we've seen. Bregman is having an MVP-type year. Carlos Correa is playing better than he was two years ago. So I think Houston has pulled away from the Yankees sufficiently that it's not going to be a matter of, oh, well, if the Yankees had had home field, they'd have won the series. I don't think it'll be as close as that. I see it going six, but not seven in a nail-biter like last time. Over the Yankees, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see six games. I surely can. I, I still like another addition. Uh, they've got just being a homer here. Uh, I think the addition of Michael Brantley inside. Yeah. Uh, Greg, Greg keeping it added. I just, they, they press the right buttons down there uh, in Houston. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Astros. I'll probably go with, with the Astros maybe even five, five or six. But, uh, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's going to be quite as competitive as it was with the Yankees last time, just because that series was almost a coin flip, and I don't think this will be all year long. My pick has been in the World Series, Dodgers over Houston. I've been saying it the whole year, the whole year, yeah. the whole year, and then I go to break down these end of season numbers here, and I'm looking at this, and again, you know, the fact that Houston. They've, they've pulled away. They they really, and I think, I, I trace it to the acquisition of Greinke. They've pulled away to where, again, statistically, they're on a tier of their own. You can check this out. The the link, of course, on the front page of fantasydrafthelp.com right at the top there. Again, the, the lowest number uh, is obviously the best number, right, because you're adding up the cumulative numbers in all the categories here. Houston's total number of how they rank in all these categories 17. That's because they're ones, twos, and threes in every category yep. except for one where they're five. The Dodgers are second in all of baseball, but at 37. By the way, if you want to know what it means on this thing to be really bad, you go down to the bottom where Detroit is on a category of their own at the other end, 253. You look at 20, 26, 27, and then the tie for 28. The White Sox, 212. Miami 226, Baltimore 235, Kansas City 235. Uh, so then there's another jump down to Detroit. That's how piss poor they are. But, uh, you know, baseball, again, you know, it's sort of like the NBA a little bit, becoming a very, very, very stratified type sport. And for Houston yeah. and the Dodgers, I mean, there's, there's almost, I, I know that uh, Houston didn't make it back last year. But uh, had they, you know, had they gotten past Boston, this would be three years in a row of these two teams. I mean, this is as close as baseball ever comes to the Cavs and the Warriors. Basically, baseball is just very, very stratified at the moment, you know. But between the two teams, I'm going to say with Granky being there, they picked him up to put them over the top. I think they do it. I'm reversing every prediction from the course of the season. Dodgers to lose to Houston in seven in the World Series as with two years ago. What do you see, Ken? Wow. Wow, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, but from you. But tier one, yeah, there is. That's a gap. It's 
total of 17 for Houston, like you pointed out also. Uh, and I encourage people to get on your site and look at this stuff because it, it's, it's an eye-opener that I have Houston in the 37th. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, two evenly matched teams. I mean, those are, in my mind, those are the two best teams in all of baseball, which is what you want um, in a World Series. Yeah. But, uh, whoa, now you got me. I just got Oh. You're you're agonizing. Oh. I can tell you're agonizing over this one. I am. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking all the all the things that's on the all the barometer and everything. All taking the temperature of this uh, told me the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. And uh, I would love to see the Dodgers take it in the shorts again. Uh, so I'm going to go with Houston also, which is a kiss to death for Houston. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like the way they play ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I don't like the Dodgers the way they play, but it's just I I, I don't I don't hungrier or what. But uh, well, having said that, mm-hmm. having said that to me, and this is kind of going squirrel, so maybe I should just shut up here. <laughs> the Dodgers lose their manager if they don't win it. I mean, it's, it seems hard to believe. I mean, if Dave Roberts gets them back to a third World Series, because, again, they weren't even making World Series before he got there. They were bowing out earlier than that. And the thing of it is, yeah. like, all year long I've been thinking, because obviously they're on that strata, the top tier of, you know, with the Astros. We thought coming into the year the Yankees and the Red Sox as well. Certainly the Astros and Dodgers, I think, have really sort of separated themselves at this point, even though... The Yankees have a very similar record to the Astros. <laughs> the way that they yes. got there just is not as sustainable in October, just bludgeoning teams to death. So you look at this, and my thought was, you know, if, if they're just about evenly matched, this is the year the Dodgers kick the door. And that's what I've been thinking, is that they've been sort of building to this, progressing to this. They're too good not to bring one of these ones home. They're too good not to have it happen at least once. I still stand by that, but I look at the, these Astros in this moment with what they have, and I think the Astros are better than anybody else, and I got to go with that. So yeah, I, I just, yeah. you know, I, I'm reversing what I said all year. I mean, and that would be the thing if if I stuck to my guns, then I could be the guy that says I picked them in the preseason, I picked them all the way through the season, I picked them at the end of the season. I was right. I'm throwing that out the window because I want to be right when it counts, which is right now. So either my preseason one is going to be correct or this is going to be correct uh, if they meet in the World Series. So actually, it's kind of gutless on my part, Ken Deltweiler, because I have basically, uh, you know, I get I get to claim a partial victory either way instead of going for the big victory. Yeah. I am. I am. No, I love it. I love it, Rick, because uh, your honor still falls, and that's that's why we're friends. That's for sure. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I just I just like the Astros. And, um, I, the Dodgers spend all this money, and that's an MLB issue where they don't have a cap and all that jazz. Uh-huh. I've cut that in twelve. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to Astros in a seven-game series. I think it's going to be a hell of a series. Um, which uh, 
good weather. They don't have to worry about it snowing. That's uh, right. You know, being too, or too cold or hopefully not rained out um, in L.A. That's right. That's right. Two two beautiful ballparks. You know, it's always a visual pleasure watching games from either place. So, you know, just aesthetically, it's always great. Uh, a lot of star power on both teams. It's basically the finest of what baseball could showcase. And again, it's a different sport than the NBA is, the way that they have concentrated star power. But this is the closest you could get to that four-year run of Cavs versus Warriors. If it's Astros, yes. Dodgers again, because this is the best of baseball being showcased on the grandest stage. And uh, again, uh, it will be at the very least a real treat for guys like me and you to watch those games, to take them in. And I'll leave you with this, Ken, mm -hmm. that you're looking at a situation sure. where Astros, uh, if they are playing the Yankees in the ALCS, you will definitely see me breaking out the George Springer Astros rainbow jersey. <laughs> <laughs> For the uh, gratification of people who had purchased cover TVs back in the day. Uh huh. Yeah. That's right. The teams got the all colorful uniforms, and the Astros were definitely that. That's right. That's right. And all time classic jersey. And uh, very, very proud to have a, a Springer one since I drafted him to my keeper team in 2013 when he was still at UConn. So, yeah, that is. Uh, that is definitely something here. I'll, I'll certainly be rooting for them very strongly over the Yankees. Uh, that, that's my one rooting interest here in this offseason is just that the Yankees don't make it all the way, which uh, as, as any folks from Cleveland like me and you, you would expect them to say. But, uh, again, with Houston in their way, with the Dodgers in their way potentially, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. But, uh, again, the, the one thing I never have to worry about is not having a great baseball conversation with you, my friend. Thank you so much for being here for the preview. Well, thank you for having me, and like always, it's, it's my pleasure, Rick, and I always enjoy talking to you, always. And uh, I can't say that about too many people. Uh, so, family included sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, no names, please. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> but thanks again, and... Uh, We'll see how it, how it unfolds, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm not a family member or in-law that you've ever had to beseech to spend more money. So there's that. <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll leave that as an inside joke, my friend. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, indeed. Oh, well, th thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, the great Ken Detweiler, everyone. FDH Lounge Dignitary extraordinaire and uh, baseball analyst for the show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out FDH Lounge Mini episode number 1154. As we bring the show to a close, we would like to extend our deepest gratitude to NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, all clear channel affiliates, TNT, TBS, USA, UPN, Deadspin.com, YouTube.com, YTMND.com, MySpace.com, various blogs, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, IamBoard.com, Billboard.com, Google.com, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Classic, NBA TV, NFL Network, Sports Time Ohio, Athlon Magazine, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, The Boomerang Channel, QVC, BET, The Spice Channel, Steno Notebooks, Manwich, Papermate Office Supplies, Waitresses, Strippers, Bartenders, Garbage Men, Janitors, Microwave Popcorn, The Writers of The Office, Scrubs, Entourage, My Name is Earl, Oz, Metalocalypse and the Boondocks, Aquafina, and the Periodic Table of Elements. 